So I want to address sort of the 800-pound gorilla in the room, as it were, which is the COVID-19 restrictions. We haven't talked about this in a while. Uh, we don't want people to think that we are unaware that we are breaking the law, or really it's not a law, it's an executive order by the governor. Um, and so we just want to let you know that we don't plan to shut the church down. You don't have to be here, you don't have to come, but we're going to be here. So whether or not you come, if you're not comfortable being in person, that's okay. You can watch from home. Uh, we also have family rooms where you could separate yourself if you need to. Uh, you could watch out in the foyer or in the cafe, and there's other places on the campus where you could sit. You could sit outside and listen uh, to the message outside if you want to bring a lawn chair. Uh, so we, we have options for you, but we just feel that at this time, uh, we need to keep the doors of the church open. We, we feel that we are essential. And so I, I want to read a, a letter. Uh, let's see if I can find this real quick. This was, I received this from the Pacific Justice Institute. And let me see if this is... Yeah, this is the, the article that really sort of concerned me, or this letter that was sent from the Pacific Justice. And we, we support them. They're a nonprofit Christian law firm uh, founded by Brad Dacus that helps defend churches, especially in California, against attacks from the government against uh, Christians, Christian schools, homeschool groups, etc. So I'm going to read this to you. I think, I think it's important that we take a few minutes to address this here on Sunday morning. Also for the folks watching at home, or the people that are watching at home with malintentions that want to bust us because we're not hiding the fact that we're doing this. So this is, this is from the Pacific Justice Institute from Brad Dacus. He says, Last Thursday, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito stated during a speech before the Federalist Society that in certain quarters, religious liberty is fast becoming a disfavored right and is viewed by some as, quote, not a cherished freedom. It's often just an excuse for bigotry, and it can't be tolerated even when there is no evidence that anyone has been harmed, unquote. Alito then noted cases where coronavirus restrictions that, quote, blatantly discriminated against houses of worship, unquote, in California and Nevada were upheld by the Supreme Court, stating that in both cases the rationale was that the court should defer to the governor's. Alito continued that this deference meant that Nevada treated, quote, casinos more favorably than houses of worship, unquote. Two weeks ago, Santa Clara County, California authorities filed a lawsuit against Calvary Chapel San Jose senior pastor Mike McClure. Now, Mike McClure is friends uh, with our pastor, Pastor Bob Grenier, who's on sabbatical through the end of the year. Uh, Mike McClure is also the son of Pastor Don McClure, who was one of Pastor Chuck Smith's right-hand men in the founding of Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. So Pastor Mike McClure, he's been born and raised in the Calvary Chapel movement, and he's our brother, and he's standing up in Santa Clara County in the city of San Jose. He has his doors open, but he is now personally facing, personally facing a $350,000 fine for an alleged violation of California Governor Gavin Newsom and county restrictions on maximum, maximum occupancy for in-person meeting for church services as Calvary Chapel San Jose has been holding indoor services since May, just like we have been holding indoor services since May. The church, McClure says, quote, 
cares about the whole body, unquote. The pastor said he was not forcing anyone to come to church in person, quote, I don't want to break the law, but I'm called to preach the gospel, is what he says. Acknowledging the fines and legal challenge, McClure told his congregation, quote, there are people who are accusing us that we are trying to kill people, that we don't care about people. That's the farthest thing from the truth, unquote. Over the past five months, not one congregant has contracted COVID-19. They have contributed zero to the infection rate of the county. He said that there could be a restraining order against the church by the following Sunday and that when congregants come, quote, you may be breaking the court order and they may arrest you or give you a fine or a citation, unquote. This is live happening right now up in San Jose. They may be right now writing people up or arresting people at that church this Sunday morning. Uh, on November 6th, San Diego Superior Court judge, now here's the contrast, okay, here, this is the point. November 6th, San Diego Superior Court judge Joel R. Wolfield ordered San Diego to reopen the strip clubs. Let me read that again. On November 6th, this is two weeks ago, San Diego Superior Court judge Joel R. Wolfield ordered San Diego to reopen the strip clubs even as local officials crack down on churches. We should be appalled at this, guys. The church should be up in arms. If we're not alarmed by this, we're, we're really asleep. He says, the owners of the two strip clubs argued that their business is legally protected speech, guaranteed by the First Amendment. The same argument that San Diego churches have been making about their own services. So the court is saying, Strip clubs have a First Amendment free speech right to open their strip clubs, but churches don't have a First Amendment right to open for church services. <clears throat> Essential services, <clears throat> excuse me, like abortion mills, casinos, and strip clubs are treated more favorably than churches. Almost certainly one unfortunate thing that will carry on after this election is decided is the continued unfair treatment of religious individuals and organizations. And that's where Pacific Justice Institute steps in to help at no charge to our clients. PJI has over 50 open cases today, more than any time in our history, and over one quarter of them are criminal cases. And so we support PJI. Matter of fact, I'm friends with one of their attorneys, and uh, I've been in touch with uh, uh, one of their attorneys in, in Orange County regularly about us reopening and the dangers we're facing and threat we would be facing by opening here. So, um, by the way, casinos are open here too. The Lamore Casino is open. How do I know? Because someone uh, from our church has a friend or a family member who contracted COVID at that casino. Uh, and the casinos, as far as I know, are still open in Lemoore and probably Eagle Mountain. I don't know what all the casinos here are here. And maybe they say that they're on uh, native lands or Indian reservations. But again, we're supposed to have a First Amendment right for the free exercise of our religion. It was supposed to be 15 days to slow the curve or to flatten the curve. You remember back on March 15th when we agreed to shut the church down initially. 15 days is all they said it was going to be. Then it was another 15 days. Then it was another 15 days. Now it's been nine months and we're heading into flu season. And all they're talking about is how 
You're going to endanger everybody's lives, and you're so selfish if you go out in public or you celebrate Thanksgiving this year or you come to church. But you could go to strip clubs in San Diego. You can go to the casinos in Las Vegas. You can go to the abortion mills. The pot shops are open. You know, if they really cared so much about public health, why don't they ban cigarettes? Because 500,000 people a year, they know are going to die from smoking cigarettes. And you know what? Uh, They're not banning cigarettes. So they don't really care about people dying. Uh, Why don't they ban alcohol sales? Because we know that alcoholism destroys families and increases crime. 95% of all crime takes place when people are under the influence of alcohol and or drugs. Uh, And so they don't ban alcohol sales. As a matter of fact, alcohol sales since the COVID started are up 20 to 30%. Alcohol sales are booming. Uh, You know... Uh, 55,000 people a year lose their lives driving on the freeways in America. So if, if we know 55,000 people a year are, are going to die at a minimum every year by driving in the freeways in, in America, why don't we ban cars, you see? So it's, it's a hypocritical sort of an argument to say there's a disease where 99.9% of the people that get this COVID are going to recover. They know this. 99.9% are going to recover if you are under 70 years old. These are the facts. One out of 1,000 people, God forbid, but it does happen with the flu, will die of of the flu. Uh, One out of 1,000 who are 70 and under. If you're over 70, uh, it's about... um, 10 to 20% over 70, especially once you get over 80 years in age. It's pretty serious when you get up there in age. So you want to be careful. You want to be careful. Of course, use common sense with your loved ones. Uh, But to shut the churches down over a 0.01% risk of dying for the majority of people, you know, one out of a thousand people who get COVID are going to die from it if you're under 70. So it's just to me, it's, you know, I, I, I was doing some research on this. The abortion mills are open. The tattoo parlors are open. You can go get a tattoo. That's safe, I guess, if you're wearing your mask. But you can't come to church. It was interesting. I ran into a nurse. I was buying a coffee downtown uh, Visalia on Friday, and I saw a woman who was wearing a Kawia Delta nurse badge, you know, her healthcare badge, and she was getting a coffee there, and she was wearing her face mask outside, you know. And so I uh, said hello to her and asked her what she did. And she says, oh, I work at Kawia Delta uh, Healthcare as a nurse. And I said, oh, how are things going? She goes, well, thank, you know, thankfully we're not too bad right now, but we're getting ready for, you know, the COVID rush over the holidays and so forth. And, uh, and I said, well, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being on the front lines. And she says, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a pastor. And then she says, oh, well, you guys are, what, streaming your services online? I said, yeah, we are. I said, but we're also meeting in person. She says, well, you're not supposed to be meeting in person. I said, yeah. I said, but we have a First Amendment guarantee for the Constitution that we can meet in person. And she says, well, she goes, I mean, really, it's very dangerous. I said, well, we have our chairs spread out over six feet. Our rows are six feet apart. Uh, We have hand sanitizing stations. I said, we have post-it notes where it tells people not to come to church if you're sick. Wash your hands. Use basic sanitation. Use common sense. Uh, I I said... um, and we, you know, we have uh, ample space. We have 35-foot high ceilings. It's a 40,000-square-foot building. We have only 100 people here on Sunday morning. How is this not safe? She says, well, well, maybe you're safe. She goes, but you guys aren't singing, are you? Because you know there was a, she says, you know there was a bad outbreak in the state of Washington with a choir. And I said, oh, yeah, we're, we're singing. I said, we're singing. And she goes, well, I think that's very irresponsible of you. And I said, well. I said, I think it's a little bit of a contradiction that Black Lives Matter protesters could be, you know, squished like sardines out there on the streets screaming bloody murder and chanting 
She says, we're done talking. The conversation is over. <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation. I said, have a nice day. But <clears throat> So, guys, we have, to, we have to wake up and understand that there is an assault against our faith, against our religion. And even if it's not, even if it's not uh, something that, that the governor or, or that, you know, uh, the, the people in power are doing purposefully, we know that we have an enemy behind them who are using them. The enemy is using them to shut the church down. And the danger is this, is that if we shut the church down for another three, four, five, six months until we get a vaccine, guess what? When these churches that have been shut down for a year or a year and a half try and reopen their doors, I wonder how many people are going to come back. Because in essence, we've trained the people not to come to church. We've conditioned them to stay home and watch church in their pajamas whenever they want to watch it. Uh, when it's convenient for them, because we've told them, don't come to church, we'll just stream it to you. Uh, you know, you can meet outside, but then it gets cold, then it gets wet. In the summer, it gets hot, it rains. We have this beautiful building. Why would we meet outside? We can keep this place safe. We're not kindergartners. We know how to sanitize and clean and social distance and stay home when we're sick and so forth. So uh, just as a reminder, please stop the spread of germs. This is from the CDC. <clears throat> Help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases like COVID-19. Stay at least six feet apart. That's about two arms length from other people. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Then throw the tissue in the trash and wash your hands. When in public, wear your mask over your nose and mouth. Do not touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces. Stay home when you're sick except to get medical care. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Can you all agree to do this? Okay, I can too. So I think we could safely meet. You know, if you want to know how long 20 seconds is, you could sing Mary Had a Little Lamb, they say. And then you know that's 20 seconds when you're washing your hands. I do not mean to make light of this. I know that there, I know that there are people who have died of COVID. I'm not saying it's a phony thing. It's a severe, serious virus. It's a flu. But, you know, we've never shut the churches down because of the flu before. So uh, I just wanted to kind of get that out there and, and, and let people know who are watching on home, at, at, from home that aren't here. We're not being irresponsible. We are very serious about keeping everyone safe. And when I said last week that no one has contracted COVID here, I mean, no one has contracted COVID in this church. We have people who have gotten COVID. I think I had it in February uh, before they even acknowledged that COVID was here. I had it and had all the symptoms and everything else. So there's no doubt people here that have had COVID, 10% of uh, America's population now have had it practically. So, that, you know, one in 10 people here have probably had COVID, but we have not had an outbreak of COVID here. Thank God. We thank the Lord that he's protected us. Uh, so just, I just want to inform you and educate you so that you can give a ready answer when people come to you with questions about how dangerous we are and how irresponsible we are by meeting here uh, in person for church. We all want to thank you for listening. If this message has blessed you, as we all pray that it has, send the link to this podcast to your friends. Working together, we can get Michael's teaching of the whole of God's inerrant word to all those who hunger to hear it. If you would like to see this ministry expand to reach even more of the broken and lost, if you have questions, comments, and prayer requests, Email us at C-O-A-H podcast at gmail.com. We would be honored to pray for you. 
as we hope you are praying for us. Good day and God bless from City on a Hill Church to Hatchapi, California.